Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster f- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G, with me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Doc, I am feeling patriotic as crap today America! on July 3rd. Mm-hmm. Way so ready for tomorrow. Understandable. Amen. Totally understandable. Um, as you know, I'm a weirdo. I'm feeling less patriotic and more... Wimbledon-esque. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. you are. Wimbledon started. Are. Yeah. Big upset. Already on the first day there was a big upset. Venus Williams getting taken down. That's a fact. Just a took 15-year-old. I know, right? Crazy. Cra- and then I watch I watched the uh the post post match with Venus. Mm-hmm. And they were just basically asking her a bunch of questions like, hey, so how awesome do you think this 15-year-old was? Oh, come on. And I was like, man, that would, that would f- me off so much if I was, if I was Venus Williams. Yes. I'd be like, what? Oh, yeah. it- Ask me about my career, you turds. Not Yeah, not it's like her. the premature passing of the torch. Yeah. She's she, like not done yet. Well, because then they were like, are you going to play Wimbledon next year? She's like, yeah, I'll be here. That's right. And I was like, yeah, geez. Don't don't pass the torch yet, man. Dave, we have a fantastic show today. That's a fact. We have none other than Jason O from My Hero Zero. I bet you I, I bet you didn't know this, Alrighty. Dave. He, Jason, has mm-hmm. a TED Talks. Say what? A TED Talks. Oh, I I did not know that. Yeah, that's right. He has a TED Talks. He's he's playing music at Penn State, and he's doing all these crazy mm-hmm. loops and t- telling people mm-hmm. how to do loops of music. It's mm. it's way over my head, and it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't know what loop means, but I feel you. Basically, it's a, it's you something know. Something I can't do. It's where which you. Which is why he has a TED Talk, and I don't. You make yourself a one-man band. You loop one sound that you're doing, like say, you know, mm-hmm. you beatbox something, and then you loop it over eight eight measures or you know four measures, and then it just repeats oh, over okay. and over again. Okay. And gotcha. then you do another. And then you can add other sounds. Exactly. Yeah. You do a layer on guitar, and then you do another layer on guitar, and then you sing something, and then you do it, and you put it all together. Song, song. Sweet. But Dave, I, I see. Before we get to the excitement of Jason O, I need to ask you about something that has uh, gripped the month of June. Hmm. Some news that has gripped America. Dave, Mm -hmm. have you heard the news of Justin Bieber challenging Tom Cruise to a fight? Wait, what? I, I think I don't know if we talked about this before. Maybe it was my buddies and I. I think yeah, it was you I, and your I buddies. I heard about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I we heard we heard about it and I was like, what? Like yeah. How did that even come to be? Yeah. So well. So uh, I'll tell you. I'll Finally. Tell you. Uh, June 9th, Justin Bieber's the Biebs Bieber carpet. He tweeted out out of nowhere. I might add, just nowhere. The tweet before this was about his song with Ed Sheeran. And then all of a sudden, this tweet comes out. Here's the tweet. Quote, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. Tom, 
If you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight? Question mark at Dana White in tweet. Word. That's that's what he tweeted. Mm. So what he tweeted. Just out of nowhere. Interesting. No follow up. No response. Nothing. That was it. That nothing from Tom Cruise. Nothing from that tweet was retweeted forty thousand times. What? It was liked two hundred and twenty-seven thousand people. What? And I got like when I looked at us, two hundred twenty-seven thousand people like that. I was like, what are these people that are sitting around their home cruising on Twitter, and they're like, oh, finally. Somebody needs to put that Top Gun riding Scientologist in his place. And Bieber Machine is the man to do it. Like. There we go. Like who? Nope. What? Nope. What? Nope. So that was the tweet. Do you do you think he was like watching a Tom Cruise movie and he well, like cuz you know Tom Cruise has some like pretty bad roles. Well, uh, and so, I bet Justin Justin Bieber's so full of himself. He's like I, I could take Tom Cruise. So and, like, so send out a follow tweet. up. You know, that tweet, no explanation, no follow-up, nothing. Uh, But this is America, and America's not passing up a tweet like this from the Beat Machine. That's a fact. Definitely not. We have migrants dying at the border. We have almost constant flooding throughout the heartland. We have existential threats from Iran, and we're like, you know what? That stuff can wait. Let's see what Maverick and the Beebs work out. That's much more important. Mm, so true. Uh, so then a couple days pass, and TMZ, because you know, they're the ones with the hot takes, they run into Beebs, and they're like, hey, man, what's going on with this fight? And Bieber's like, oh, he tries to play it down. He's like, uh, the story is... I saw an interview with him, him being Tom Cruise, and it was just on mm-hmm. my mind. And, uh, you know, it's nothing against Cruz personally. I, I don't know why I thought about it. It was just a random tweet. I do that stuff sometimes. Word. That was it. That was it. Mm. So you would think that was three weeks ago that this happened. Everybody would have moved on about this goofy tweet by now. Yes. No, no. No, 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 no. Of course not. Last week, Thursday... 18 days after Bieber's initial tweet, Dana White, president of UFC, is guest speaking at Hashtag Sports 2019. They had a question and answer session, and the first question is Bieber versus Cruz. Is that happening? Hmm. That's the first thing that people ask him. And oh he, he was like, listen, if I can make that fight, I'd be all over that fight. It'd be the biggest pay-per-view in history of pay-per-view. So true. Then he was asked if he was actually contacted by any people around the two stars. Hmm. And he was like, as crazy as that sounds, it's true. I don't want to use any names, but I was at home on Sunday, and I got a call with two big guys on the phone. They were telling me this could possibly happen, and this could be real. And I'm like, there's no way that this is really going to happen. But if it does... Call me back. I'm in. So that's where we're at. So far, Tom, not a word. Hmm. Who not, would, who would you pick? Not a word from Tom Cruise. I'm getting ready to tell you why. You know why you haven't heard from Tom Cruise? Because it's that silent confidence. He's training. Yes. He's training Ooh. right now. Yes. As soon as Tom saw that tweet. 
he went to the gym and he hasn't left since that day. He has been training. That's, that's right. I mean, have you seen Tom Cruise run? That's a crazy obsessive run right there. That's a crazy man's run. Mm -hmm. There, yep. that's a thousand percent. That, that's a one of his friends saying, "There's no way you'll catch that car. It's already two blocks down the street." Run. That's right. That's that kind of run. Tom is the friend that doesn't turn challenges down. So true. It doesn't matter if the challenge was a joke. It doesn't matter if it was made to make fun of him. Tom is doing that challenge. If you told Tom Cruise. There's no way you could dig a hole to China. Three days later, you would look in the backyard. Tom's a half mile down in there with a jackhammer and a Chinese to English dictionary preparing. <laughs> he is that guy. Biebs really chose the wrong guy to say this yes! about. Like, if he would have chose Tom Hanks, Hanks would have made some kind of folksy joke and everybody would have laughed. They probably would have had it on TV and they would have went on. Yep. Justin Bieber is going to be on tour a year from now, walking backstage, and Tom Cruise is going to come rappelling down from the roof, look Bieber uh. dead in the eye, and say, I'm never scared. And Bieber's going to be like, oh, Jesus, no. And he's going to the security, the security guys and just go at him. Okay, I made it a little too extreme. That's probably not going to happen. But, but. Tom, you're is, not far off. You're not far off. Is I don't think. Serious. He is serious. Tom Cruise does not play. Nope. He does not That's play. That's the thing. It, like he, he, Biebs really can't handle. Like he doesn't want all that. No. Like, he, like you said, Cruise is legitimate. Like crazy man. Cruise and, has been uh, jumping on Oprah's couches when when Biebs was like ten years old. Yes. He better recognize. Right. And Biebs is a he's a little like spoiled brat. Like he. I mean, I'm not, not, want that. I'm not going to talk junk about Biebs, but I'm not definitely not going to talk junk about Tom Cruise. That's for sure. Oh, definitely not. Dave, are you that ready? Man, to, that man will one. Dave, are you ready to fire this show up and give Tom Dude, that, Cruise that something has to me train fired up. up? Nice. Good. I'm fired up right now. Let's go. Let's do it. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Uh, Dave, as I said before... Fantastic show. We have Mr. Jason O from my my one of my fave bands, My Hero Zero. Yes! Uh, we're going to play some of their tunes. We're going to talk about yes, the sir. best eateries in Penn State. Sweet. Uh, it's going to be okay. good. But we first start where we always start. Birthday season. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Uh, so Dave, this first birthday suit, um, it's not that famous. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say not that famous of a dude. Nope. Um, okay. But I had to do it because of his name. So keep that in mind. Okay. Had to do it because of okay. his name. Uh, okay. So here we go. Born in Fayetteville, Tennessee on July 3rd, 1984, our birthday suit wearer attended Lincoln County High School and played football there. He was an exceptionally good quarterback and earned a scholarship to the University of Tennessee where he was backup quarterback, only playing in three games. Hmm. After he graduated, our birthday suit wearer started coaching he was a graduate assistant at Tennessee in 2007 and 2008. He was then hired as offensive assistant 
by the Indianapolis Colts. In 2014, he was hired by the Detroit Lions as their quarterback coach and then promoted Mm -hmm. to offensive coordinator during the 2015 season. Hmm. In 2019, the Lions didn't rehire him, but the Jets hired him as running back coach. Name that birthday suit wearer. It's a two-first namer. I'll give you that. Two-first namer. Hmm. All right, two first namer. And um, a really bizarre last name. It's not John David Booty, is it? No. <laughs> That's almost as good, but no. Because <laughs> I was like, he went to USC, I think. Uh, Tennessee quarterback, he's what, 34 now? Yeah. Um, dang. I don't, I don't have it. Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Jim Bob Cooter, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was Bo- I was close. Jim Bob Cooter, man. Oh, gosh. That name. What a name. That na- Why don't you just go Jim? I mean, just when you yeah. say Jim Bob Cooter, it just makes... I mean, Jim Cooter's bad enough. But then you add Jim Bob. Jim Bob Cooter. Mm. Like... Yeah, it just sound redneck as <laughs> But he, uh, he owns it. He owns it. Oh, yeah. Jim Bob's definitely. fine with it. He's like, you know what? I'm Jim Bob Cooter. Deal with it. That's right. Running backs coach. How do you think Jim Bob Cooter's going over in New York right now? I feel like I feel like uh. him going around the uh, Jets establish, establishments being Jim Bob's got to be a little weird in the Northeast. Just a feeling. Oh, yeah. Really? Just, what the <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter. Nonetheless, it's his birthday, man. He's living it up. Happy birthday. Go live it up in New York. 35, Jim Bob. 35. Nice. Nice. Uh, Dave, real quick. We've got a previously mm-hmm. on the Doc G Show. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Previously on the Doc G Show. Okay. Um, Dave, you remember last week I told you that our first birthday suit was a biggie. Yes! And you were like... Is it Biggie Smalls? I was like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, Biggie was born May 21st, 1972. There you go. Uh, there you go. So we, we weren't that far off. Weren't too far off. Less than a month, actually, at the time. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Killed killed well, March 9th. Happy belated. Yeah, killed March 9th, 1997. Only 25. <laughs> actually, didn't even make it 25. 24. 24. Sad. Sad. Gone too soon. Uh, Dave, no pretenses today. I'm not building it up. Nope. I'm just going to say it. Just Are just, you ready? Just spit spit the facts out. Are you ready for Millard still exist? Yes. Give me our hot, sexy, successful Millard. It's Millard time. Boom. Yes. That's what I like, Dave. Dave, our Millard today. Millard... Bradford the third. Yeah. Yeah. That name. Out of Helotes, Texas. That's right. Yes. Yes. First of all, you can tell this Millard, he's got a lot to live up to. He's the third Millard. The third. Exactly. You got to bring the fired if you're the third Millard. There are a whole family of Millards. Yeah. Yeah. So this Millard, our youngest Millard yet. Yeah. 19. Say what? 
19 this month. Oh, wow. Yeah. My man Miller just graduated from high school last year. That's a fact. Yep. Then there you he, go. Then he went to Fork Union Preparatory School in Virginia. I don't know if you know about Fork uh, Union, Dave, but it's a big football prep school. That's what it does. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. I didn't know about that one. Big prep school there. You, you got a lot of folks that have gone there, sort of like uh, Carlos Hyde, uh, Cardell Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my ma- prep my- schools are such like a weird like thing to me. Like, it's an if odd. you're not good enough in high school, you go to JUCO, you know, or you go to a small school. Not like one extra year of high school. Like, Not my man Millard. He went to prep school. Yeah. But my man Millard went to- can do whatever the he wants. That's and bad. guess what? He got a scholarship to TCU as a safety. Yes. Oh. Yes. Nice. So uh, you want to know what his preparatory coach said? Hmm. I would love to. His football intelligence is off the Richter scale. Wait, what? I I don't know if his coach knows, but that's not the way to measure intelligence. But it's off the Richter scale. He diagnoses... It doesn't matter for (laughs) Millard. He diagnoses plays before they even happen. He baited the quarterback into interceptions and led our team in interceptions. He showed his talent every day and is blessed with great talent. He is top five all-time I've ever coached. I've gone from Burris to Hyde and Cardell Jones. He's up with those guys. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Impressive. So we got to watch him on Saturdays now. So let's review, Dave. We've had doctors. We've had professors. We've had lawyers. We've had great actors. And now Mm -hmm. we have the greatest football player of all time. That's right. It'll go Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Millard Bradford the third. That's right. What a list of that. Like, I don't think any other name compares. No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So true. So uh, somebody may come after him and be better, but you know what they'll say? They'll be like, well, you may have been better than Millard Bradford the third, but your name's Jeff. Flam. So sorry. You know how many other Jeffs there are? Sorry. He's going to be such a good safety, they're going to rename the position after him. That's a fact. Coach will be on the sidelines going, who's playing Millard? Do we have one or two Millards on this play? Strong Millard or weak or free Millard? Get Strong Millard! Get back there! Get back there! Kids in the park are going to want to play all-time Millard instead of all-time QB. I've got all-time uh, Millard this game. All-time Millard. So true. My point is, Dave, you can't spell Millard Bradford without BAMP. So true. Which is, of course, an acronym for bad mother Millard Bradford! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Woo! <sighs> oh, man. Mm. Apparent, apparently, Millard goes by the name Nook. Wait, what? Which is weird. Oh, that's his nickname? Yeah, because why wouldn't you want to be called Millard? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know, but he goes by Nook. So keep a lookout that's what for... he goes by in the streets. Keep, keep a lookout for uh, Millard Nook Bradford on Saturdays. The third. Uh, Dave, are you ready? Rip from the headlines? Yes, sir. Rip it, man. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. All righty, Dave. Uh, story from USA Today by Sarah Ladd here. Uh, Dave, remember when a couple of months ago 
We found out about the guard llamas that were protecting the Kentucky farms against a mythological creature. Yes! Of course. I think I might have found out what the mythological beast is. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, because over the last few months, calves, lambs, goats, they have fallen victim to this beast. Jeez. This beast oh, wow. starts killing these animals by ripping the eyes out first. Ew. Then the tongue, and wow. then the rest of the body. Are you ready to hear what the beast is? Oh, my gosh. I guess so. Vultures. Wait, what? Oh, no. Vultures. Yes. Yes. One farmer, Derek Lawson, said, quote, with a vulture, it's like somebody came in with a skinning knife. Ew. All clean cuts. Usually the hide's completely cut off. Where if it's a coyote, it'll be torn and jagged. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Derek said his 2019 calving season opened with him topping a hill to see six vultures pecking a calf to death. Word. He said, they they play with the newborns. They'll hop around them, get the calf comfortable, and then peck out their eyes. Jeez. Now, Dave, I wish I would have been able to interview Derek. Because you obviously know what I was going to ask him first. I nope, would. A- I don't. I would ask him, "What do you think the powers of guard llamas would be in this situation? Do you <laughs> have any guard llamas?" Because I mean, let's be honest, Dave. If he had a guard llama, it's not happening. It's so true. Guard llamas not. They, they would have protect him. Exactly. Yeah. Vulture's not coming up to a guard llama. Nope. It knows better. It knows better than to come up to a guard llama. But, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Going for the eyeballs? Ew. That's it's gross. It's, that's gross, it's Vultures. savage. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I, I it's pretty... I don't like caring about that. It's pretty tough for a calf to to reach a hoof up there and bat away the vulture, I'm guessing. So true. Sort of. Oh, that's a that's a terrible image. Don't really have much oh. to work with when you got all, all four hooves on the ground. That's not too good. Mm-hmm. It's not too good. Uh, all righty, Dave. Poor calves. Moving let's on. Let's move on. Well, yeah. let's be honest. These are for <laughs> you're the... Hitting, you're touching at my, my heartstrings. Let, let's be honest. They're they're in the beef industry. They're not going to end up in that great of an ending anyways. That's but, fine. you know, anyways. Uh, <laughs> all righty. Moving on to a story from Christian Farr for NBC. Uh, Dave, let's say hypothetically you owned a shooting range. Hmm. And uh, let's say hypothetically you were thinking of adding some concessions or maybe refreshments. Word. What type of food or drink item off the top of your head would you automatically say, that's a bad idea for a shooting range? Just off the top of your head. Hmm. Um... Off the top of my head for a shooting range, I'd say like something that like makes your hands like like butter. You know, like when people like butter mm. popcorn and like it's a good thought. You know, a gun greasy could, like, slip or something. Yeah, what? greasy foods. I could see that. Um, how about this? How about alcohol? What about that? Probably a bad no, idea. I think right? alcohol <laughs> is a great idea for a for a gun range. Well, then you're right on cue with the folks in Gilbert, Arizona, because they have a new attraction oh, called Gun Club '82, Sweet. where there'll be a restaurant, a bar, and of course. 
24 lanes to shoot live rounds in. Why not? Why not? Apparently, what, the, what state is this in? Arizona. Apparently, mm. the goal is to create a, quote, family-friendly environment. And Dave, what says family-friendly environment better than booze and guns? So true. Am I right? Is that not the Dude, best family environment? It's basically top golf or bowling, you it's, know, with guns. It's right, <laughs> bes- it's right beside a top golf. Yes. There you go. Yep. Don't, <laughs> don't worry, Dave. They thought it out. The owner said each person will be required to carry his or her driver license, which is swiped each time they purchase a drink or go into the shooting range. That's a fact. If someone buys a drink, his or her driver license will be denied at the live shooting range for 24 hours. That's a fact. No exceptions. And Dave, that will obviously work because there's no way somebody that didn't pay for the alcohol would drink it. That hasn't happened like 15 trillion times at bars and restaurants across the country. That definitely wouldn't happen. Nope. You know, somehow I see a follow-up coming about this facility not too long after it opens. Sadly, I see a follow-up coming. Although, hopefully we don't hear one because nothing good will come from those two combined. Not good, no. But I am excited for their marketing promos for Jell-O shooters. Hi-oh! Uh, Dave, story out of CNN here by Karma Hassan. Boston seems to have a new parade coming uh, via the group Super Happy Fun America. Word. Um, what's the parade, you ask? The straight pride parade Hmm. Um, oh gosh it's supposed to happen august 31st so critics have said uh this is homophobic um but super happy fun america's president said this isn't anti-gay it's just pro straight word dave let me start by saying there's no need to make people aware of heterosexual people that's a fact um, I think pretty much everybody's aware heterosexuals, they've been around and they've been known pretty much since humans have been around and been known. And uh, last time I checked, nobody was thinking of getting rid of it, you know? Nope. I, I don't think there was anybody that uh, doesn't accept heterosexual nature. If that were the case, right. it'd be pretty hard to explain all the babies being born in hospitals. So true. That'd be a pretty rough thing to do. Um, and I, I got to be honest, like making this parade, it's it's like a it's pretty weird. It's like if I started a parade slash march for voting rights for white men, hmm. people would find that pretty <laughs> weird, and they'd be like, "Isn't that something that America's accepted for like since it was created?" And I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We're not negative other people voting rights. I'm just saying." We want to make sure our voting rights are there. And everybody's like, yeah, we got it. They're there, man. They're there. They're there. (laughs) Second, when have you ever heard a gay person say, you can't be straight? That's not allowed. I've never heard a gay person threaten my heterosexuality. They're just excited about everything, man. Every gay person I know is jazzed about most everything. And I, that's why I love hanging out with them. So true. They're yeah. psyched, man. They're psyched. Yeah. Lastly, I got to say, there's not really too much pride in being straight. Nope. 
I think I can say no. safely on both sides, both sides of heterosexuality, nobody's too psyched about what they're getting out of it. So true. Ladies, they're not too psyched. Dudes, we're not too psyched. It's just sort of a it, uneasy detente. We're like, eh, well, I guess we're here together. Of course, that's not talking yeah. about you and Kayla, Dave. You guys. No. You guys. We, there's You're, so much excitement there. We love what we're getting out of it. Amen. Amen. Dave, got another... And, hmm? oh, I was just going to say, you know, when the guy was saying we're not anti-gay, we're pro-straight. Like, that's exactly what that... If you're pro-straight, you're anti-gay. You're insinuating like, you're anti-gay. Yes, exactly. exactly. Uh, Dave, we got another story out of USA Today by Sanja Holler. Uh, so okay. first off, Dave, uh, was your uh, either of your grandmas ever known to not like a certain animal? Hmm. Like they like you my, know. Really? Yeah, my one of my grandmas hated dogs. Hmm. Really. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Well, my my grandma wasn't a fan of groundhogs. She hated them. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, she hated them. I, I think it was uh, they, they ate up her garden. She did not enjoy that. That's a fact. Did not like uh, them at all. I, okay. Very angry about it. it well, uh, so I could see that then. This is about a grandma uh, not liking an animal. So this is Kathy Cahoe. Uh, she's a 73-year-old retired woman in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania. She was relaxing at her house... Uh, last week when she heard the birds outside going bananas. Mm. And so she decided to check out what the fuss was all about. And she looked outside and saw a snake. So she said she uh, opened the back screen door to see what kind of snake it was. The birds flew away and she saw a spot on its back. And then she kind of nudged its tail and it came up and it spread its hood. What? And she said, Oh, I said, that's a cobra. So then... <laughs> She decided that she'd go get a shovel and beat the snake to death. Word. <laughs> you go, girl. She said, this animal can't be here. It's a poisonous reptile. So, first off about this story, no one knows how the snake got to this backyard in Pennsylvania. Nope. So, I mean... Yeah, a freaking cobra. That's crazy. Gotta say, that's a little odd. Second of all, maybe, maybe just, like, throw a big box on it or like a net or something like call wildlife rescue i mean hmm. or I, just close your door and never look at it again and call wildlife rescue yeah like i mean i can see you going outside and like seeing the cobras like cornered a small child and getting ready to eat it and you're Jeez. like no but like just you know the snake was just out there and then you were like bait it to death i mean it's a ballsy grandma but yes. maybe maybe just Maybe call wildlife rescue. Mm. I don't know. All right, Dave. Last story here. Another one out of USA Today. Kelly Tycho. Do you remember the story we had from Walmart in uh, Wichita Falls, also known as Wichita Falls? Mm. Is that when she was drinking out of the Pringles can? Yes. Yes. The lady that drove mm -hmm. around in a motorized cart uh, for several hours mm -hmm. in the parking lot drinking wine from Pringles can. Well, that mm -hmm. same Wichita Falls Walmart... In the news again. Um, in the good news old again. Wichita Falls. Yep, yep. So this time, an unnamed lady walked into Walmart, uh, picked up a cake, mm -hmm. started walking around mm -hmm. the store shopping, and while shopping, <laughs> ate half of the cake. Mm. Just. I've always wanted to do that. Just ate half of the cake, <laughs> and she ended up at the cashier, 
and gave her the half-eating cake. And of course, mm-hmm. the cashier rang up the cake, and the lady's like, um, I'm not going to pay full price for this cake. There's obviously only half there. Word. Uh, mm-hmm. She actually thought this was going to work. She said she was going to pay for half of it. And of course, the cashier was like, you ate the other half. So true. No, you owe us money. And she's like, I'm not going to pay for it. So Walmart called the police. And it wasn't until the police showed up that this lady agreed to pay for all of the cake. And then she got banned from Walmart. That's, mm. that's so funny. I've always, like... I- I'm not like the type of person that would have like eaten it and then not paid for it, but I was I've always wanted to be that person because like I'm always running and doing something. Yeah. So by the time I get to go grocery shopping, I'm always hungry. I just and so I just want to be that person that's like eating chips while I shop or I just, eating like the Publix carrot cake while I'm doing it. Like, I would have loved to seen this situation, the crazy cake lady. Like, oh, now you're gonna arrest me just because I ate half a cake. Most ridiculous and, story. And she's She's got like a full cart with like yoo-hoos and yeah. like chips and yeah. like all this other unhealthy crap. Like if you're a person that's eating cake while you're shopping, like, you know, you got no green veggies or fruit <laughs> now, in your cart. Now, I'm not encouraging it, but like out of all the mishandled cop stories out there, cops behaving poorly, what if that was this story? Hmm. Like what if the cop showed up and the woman was just like tased into a coma after eating half of a cake? <laughs> <laughs> Cops say it might not have been the tasing. It was just all the sugar that put her into the coma. We don't know. We're still looking into it. Uh, guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our guest O honor, Mr. Jason O from My Hero Zero. This is from their recent EP, The Launch. This is Speaker right here on the Doc G Show. Something that I want to say because I get a feeling that you wanna be blown away, away But I don't really know where to start To explain what I mean when I say the music It's all about heart to heart Can you feel it in the speakers? Coming through your speakers You really need to know 
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Guys, go on the website, www.thedocgshow.com. Click on some stuff. Look at our upcoming shows. You know, go on the website when you're bored at work. And you can download our um, podcast from any of the other apps, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, you know, all the good stuff. Dave, I even um, have highlight videos on the website. Yeah. Oh, we have highlight so videos true. now? Yeah. Yeah. Check highlight. out the highlight videos. So far, only January of 2019's up. But you can go and relive January's best highlights if you want. Casey Webb, okay. Tropadelic, they're all on there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, Dave, are you ready to check out who's been listening? Who? Let's let's go around shout the world out. a little bit. Of course, first off, shout out to our favorites, Genoa, Italy, Maputo, Mozambique. Shout out. Yeah. I can't give... You guys always holding it down. I can't give any either of them winners because they actually tied in listens this week. So I can't give either of them the winning listen amount. So next week... There we go. Listeners, Mozambique, listeners, Italy, you got to come out in droves so I can give you the props that you deserve. Okay. Uh, Let's go back to the States now. Panama City, Florida. Shout out. Shout That's out. right. Oh, okay. PCB. PCB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go across the coast uh, to uh, uh, Beverly Hills, California. Shout out. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Nice. Beverly Hills. High okay. rollers. High rollers listening to us. That's where I want to be. Weezer. Shout out. Shout, uh, out. shout out. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Oh. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, I think this would be Odenton, Odenton, Maryland. Shout out to Odenton. I'm not sure, but shout out to Odenton. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, Austin, Texas. Yeah. Longhorns. Shout out. Doc G shows bigger in Texas. It is. It is. A lot of good places to eat in Austin. I remember when Reckless Kelly came on here. He was making me hungry with all kinds of good stuff there, man. Cody was just telling me, mm, delicious. Shout out to the Star City, Roanoke, Virginia. Shout yes, out. indeed. Shout oh, out. Okay, Roanoke. Huntsville, Canada. Shout out to Huntsville, Canada. Shout out. The, Le- oh, the, Le- the Ladukesters okay. didn't listen this week. I was a little sad. 
I didn't see any Ladukesters. Mm. A little sad. Uh, Norristown, Pennsylvania. Shout out. Shout out. All right, Pennsylvania. We see you. Uh, Dave, real quick. Um, first off, before I go into this, thank you for all the listens, folks. We do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. Um, Dave, real quick. Somebody this week told me I look like Jason Momoa. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a compliment. Right? That's a fact. Right? Such a compliment. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, I feel like if Jason Momoa was told he looked like me, he'd first be like... Maybe an insult. <laughs> he'd first be like, who? And then they'd show who? him a picture of me, and then he'd be like, oh, Jesus, gross. That's a fact. What the <laughs> that is insulting <laughs> on the deepest level. Jeez. That guy needs a shower. Yeah, like I was like, and then I thought about it. Like you never really, uh, obviously, you never really give anybody a down, you know, a downgrade in who they look like. It's always an upgrade. It's always up, yeah. You're always <laughs> going to say somebody that looks better because how insulting if like, you know, you're like, oh, you look like this ugly person. They're like, what? Jeez, man, come on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dave, are you ready? Second birthday suit. Ooh, I'm ready, sir. I gotta, I gotta redeem myself here. <sighs> this I don't know. I, I'm sorry, man. July third, <laughs> not a, not a popular birthday. Slacking. Um. Mm. Okay. Born Baltimore, Maryland, July third, nineteen fifty-six. Our birthday suit wearer was a, an extroverted, highly active youth. Mm. He was the president of his mm -hmm. class, a good athlete, and a musician. After high school, he went mm. on to the military and served in the Marines for two years, and then went to the Naval Academy and served in the U.S. Navy, achieving the rank of Lieutenant Commander. Jeez. After his okay. service, he started looking for jobs in communication and journalism. That's a fact. In 1991, he started a talk show with his name. Hmm. His ratings peaked for his show in 96-97 season. The last episode of his show aired on May 16th, 2008. After his show was canceled, he was well known for his commercials for Money Mutual. Hmm. Name that birthday suit wearer. Dude, I... You got me stumped. Okay, sir. I'll give you a hint. Um, one, he's African American. Two, he's bald. Uh-huh. Any ideas? Well, <laughs> First name starts have... with an M. Okay, it's obvious you're gonna get your Montel Williams. Montel uh, Williams. Have you ever heard of Montel? Yeah. I've heard of him. I, I couldn't have gotten that, but I've heard of Very him. Very popular show. I got a feeling I got a feeling Justin might have been able to get that. Justin would pull that one yeah. out because he's a weird He's a weird pop culture he, guy. He knows those random pop cultures. He does. He uh, Okay, you got to get the last one. You'll get the last one. I got faith. You'll get the last one. You'll definitely get it. Okay. Uh, Dave, okay. I started a segment a couple weeks ago that really, we all know, spurred some controversy. That's right. I mean, I hit two hot button topics that just polarized the nation. First came Horsegate mm -hmm. 2019. <gasps> Then came Lights Out June. Wow. What controversies. I mean, the public labeled me an outlaw. Yes! Free willing maverick. Yes! But as you know, Dave, 
I'm not afraid to push people's buttons. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> and Dave, it's time. Nope, you- it's time to push some buttons in a segment titled Push the Buttons and the Envelope. Master Click Bader. The most contentious. The most salacious. The most controversial. The most titillating. Get ready for the doc to wow you in a segment called The Master Clickbaiter. Dave, I've been holding this in for a while, and I just got to tell the people. I got to tell it. I can already see the letters pouring into the studio. Yes! Because we all know mm-hmm. folks still write handwritten letters. That's a fact. They'll yep. say things like, heaven to Betsy, that Doc G is a menace to society. So true. But I don't care. Dave, are you ready? Here's my diatribe. Are you ready? I'm ready. I like to eat a late dinner. <gasps> there it is. It's true. Yes. It's true. I don't like early dinners. Nope. They just don't leave me. They leave me so unsatisfied with the day. I don't like it. I don't so like it. So what time are we calling an early dinner? Any, like before Anything before 7.30. Anything before 7.30. That's too early for okay. me. It's too early. Okay. Have, have you, I mean, just so, say, think about it. Have you ever been around somebody that eats it really early? Like five. Jeez. Like, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do for the rest of the you, night? I don't, I don't. You have dessert at like eight or nine. I don't get it, man. What are we, seven years old? That is too early. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I mean, come on. Have any any friend that you would consider cool say, hey, man, you want to get some dinner around five? Nope. Not unless that cool oh, friend's nope. 90. That's for sure. Which, don't get me wrong, there are some super cool 90-year-olds out there. Shout out to Betty White. Hell yeah. Shout out Betty White right Shout there. Out. Betty, if you want to come on the show, feel free. Um, More than welcome. For me, though, meals set me up to be lazy days. So true. Like, after food, there is a long period of digestion and half <laughs> consciousness. That's a fact. That's basically all that's going on. I'm like a large snake. So if I what time do you eat lunch? One thirty-ish, two. That's usually my oh, lunch. Oh, so you eat a late lunch yes, too? Yes, it's all late. So it's, you're just a late meals person. Yes, yes. So if I eat dinner at like five, I'm not gonna do anything mm-hmm. after five. Nope. It's setting me mm-hmm. up for failure at life, Dave, and I'm not gonna take it. Okay. For instance, it's it's eight fifteen-ish right now, uh, eight-ish. Yep. If I. Mm-hmm. If I haven't eaten dinner, if I had eaten dinner before now, I haven't eaten dinner now, I, mm-hmm. you don't want to know what the show would be like, Dave. Oh, it'd be lethargic. It'd be horrible. Yes! It just, I'd have to bring the energy, and I can't be the yeah. the one bringing the energy. It just doesn't get as high as you. Nope. It'd just be me breathing heavily and burping on this. Ew. That's all it'd be. And constipation. Hey, excuse me. All right, let's go on. Can't do it. In in Greece, Italy, Spain, they don't eat dinner until 10. That's a fact. Yeah. Really? On average, yeah. Yeah. And those guys... Wow, I didn't know that. Those guys have the best food in Europe. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I said it, France. I know. Take that. The best food. England, who are you kidding? Your best dish is mushy peas. So true. Step back. Yeah, England's food sucks. Step back. Dave... 
Do you think the that's studio, they're going to get swarmed now? Angry protesters for early dinner? You think that's going to happen? Yeah, they're they're going to bring you pre-made dishes yeah. around 4.30. Yeah, we better fortify trying, the... Trying to plump you up. We better fortify the barricades. In the meantime, we will be right back with Jason O from My Hero Zero right Ooh. here on the Doc Get G ready. Show. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM. Welcome back to the Doc G Show. We are extremely lucky to be back with My Hero Zero's lead singer, Jason O. Jason, how's it going? Hmm. Phenomenal. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing good. I am doing good. Uh, you've had a busy last couple of months. Uh, the release of the EP, the launch, uh, the State Theater Show, uh, some great shows across the Northeast. But before we do that, I've got breaking Instagram news that I saw on your Instagram I wanted to bring up. Potentially more important than anything else, you're going to cut your hair? Wait, what? <laughs> I know it does tend to take uh, focus away from the music. Yes, I uh, I'm, I've made the decision to cut my hair. It was, it was a big one. Man, man. So h- how long have you been growing your hair? Hmm. Well, I've had these dreads for ten years, mm. and um, it's uh, yeah. And you know what? At the time, at the time, I really needed them, and uh, they they felt right. And I think last last year. Uh, you know, I started when I started looking at myself in the mirror. It just—I don't know. You, you ever look in the mirror and you feel like you're not looking at yourself? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it really started to feel that way. I'd, I'd look in the mirror and I, I'm like, I don't—I don't know who that person is right there. Mm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I started talking to my fiance about uh, cutting my hair, and, and we were getting married last summer, and uh, she said, "I will not marry a stranger. Nope. <laughs> so you can't do it." <laughs> uh, yeah, so I kind of put it off, you know, I stopped thinking about it for a while, and then it came back up again, yeah, probably when it got warm, and it, my hair started, you know, sticking to my face again. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I could really go for a change in my life again. So yeah, we, we made a decision, and, and uh, it feels really good. Well, you know, you know, I had uh, a couple of weeks back, we had David Hines from Still Pulse, and he is known... For his dreads. He's had them for 40 years. They wrap around his head. So true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought of that. I thought of that when I saw your post and I was like, man, I I feel like his goes along with his Rastafari beliefs, too. So he's sort of he's he's sort of got to keep his, uh, you know, it's it's not a feeling of looking in the in the uh, the mirror, but that's all right. Big change, big change. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, I, ha- I have to. Ch- I have to check back in with you. See how the uh, fans react to the the change. Uh, well, so, so Ben, I'm actually really I'm curious to see how the fans will react too. And if I'm being totally honest, when I've thought about cutting them over the years, being afraid that my fans uh, wouldn't follow me after that, it, it, it has definitely been a consideration. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. I'm curious too. But we're so uh, 
my whole life I've gone in Jason O. Uh, yeah. You know, Jason O, the guy from My Hero Zero. Yeah. It's never felt right to me. It's always felt uh, a little little forced, a little bit 90s. But we've uh, we've been working with some uh, promoters and, like, branding specialists. So when I cut my hair, I'm going to, I'm gonna as an artist, switch to the name J-O. Okay. J-A-Y-O. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna be J-O and I'm gonna start I'm gonna start coming out with original music as well so that my hero zero and J O both have have uh music that we're creating. So maybe when we check back in, uh we can um, New music. You know. We can check out the new music, we could talk about uh fans and see if see if uh the fans have been supporting uh, I, supporting the new direction. I got a feeling they they've got to. They've got to. If they if they've liked the if they've liked the journey so far, they they got to like the new direction would be my guess. Oh, um, thanks Ben. I love you're actually the first person I've uh, talked to talked to about it because, man. Uh, because I've been on vacation since we started posting. Say big, what? big release on the show. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh so, so a little bit in the past for the the listeners out there that that haven't heard your music. You know, I like to dig back and look, and uh, I've read that both your parents were music teachers. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing you had music coursing through the veins, uh, but then you went to Penn State and you majored in psychology. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So growing up. With music everywhere being a big part of your life, how did you decide not to major in music, and why did you decide to go with psychology? Hmm. Well, it was a long, long uh, journey to get there, but mm-hmm. essentially, I went, I went to school for physics. Actually. Oh, I was super, super nerdy, <laughs> uh, math, very math-oriented guy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> And if I'm being honest, I don't think that, that playing music professionally was my was my only life goal uh, idea. I think when I went to college, I was I really wanted to meet people to be in a band with. But professionally, I kind of thought, oh well, you know, I'll probably really push for music, but I, I bet I'll be a physics teacher in high school or maybe a, a professor in college. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I started. Uh, honestly, the moment that that path ended for me is whenever I, I was taking some higher level math classes and I realized I have to practice math the same way I practice music. Mm-hmm. And once I got there, I, it, it, I've i had that experience many times, uh, mostly in video games that keeps coming up. But like, <laughs> you know, with, with like high level, high level math, I was like, I, I'd rather practice a guitar and make that what I do with my life and practice music. So I... I uh, I joined a band. I dropped out for a semester. Mm-hmm. And um, during that semester, I did a lot of snowboard instructing. Like mm-hmm. I was uh, full-time teaching in a mountain and I was playing in a band. Mm-hmm. And I was reading reading a lot of psychology books. Uh, just, you know, I was young and learning about myself. And so when I decided to go back to college, all I wanted to know about was people. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it would help me learn how to write better songs. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so, so before you joined, uh, My Hero Zero, you, you did play for a good while solo. Um, and, and I don't know, did I read this right? Did you create seven albums? Jeez. Uh. I did. Yeah. That is a high volume of, of music (laughs) for, for nine years, man. That's, that's putting out a lot of music right there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, I... And I just, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't have a lot of shows at the time. 
And uh, so every time, every time I, you know, had a free moment, I was picking up my guitar to write something, and uh, and I and I didn't have anything else to stand in my way, so I, I just. I recorded relentlessly. Nice, nice. Well, so you joined My Hero Zero, and I hear you wowed them with the song "Glass." Um, yes. Tell me, tell me about joining uh, My Hero Zero. Uh, you know, when when did that come around, and and you decide, yeah, I'll be a part of this band. Hmm. Well, um, I was. I, I had done the very expected part of thing when I when I graduated from college in New York City, mm-hmm. and I was going to make it. You know, the, you know that story. Yeah. And uh, it, I went from making most of my money playing music to uh, to being a full time pizza delivery driver, played <laughs> open mic, and um, and then I I played a TV show and met a, a booking agent who hmm. said, "Hey, like you know." If you want work, I can get you work. Mm-hmm. So she started getting acoustic work, like, you know, entertainment shows, playing bars, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I did that for like a year, year and a half. And then she called me up one day and said, hey, listen, there's a band. They just lost their lead singer. Uh, he, he's going out on tour with somebody. Uh, you know, so so uh, would you like to try being in this band? And I said, you know, I'll, I'll at least like interview with them. And uh, that was. 10 years ago yeah and um yeah it was i mean it, it was a cover band yeah and the band uh, had fans and lines out the door for their shows it, it was uh, every thursday we had a line out the door and i had never had lines out the door so yeah so it true kinda, joining this band sent me on a let's say 10 year self-discovery journey as i i learned how to deal with Having having more fans than I knew what to deal with, and how to deal with my own ego, and how to how to actually become a, a performing artist who who can stand on stage with confidence, yeah, uh, you know, and love what I do. Yeah. So, well, speaking of the band, you you've had some some big changes here just recently. Uh, we've got Claudia Hatch new to the band. So yeah, uh, where where did uh, where and how did Claudia become part of the band? Hmm. Well, Claudia, so Claudia lives in the same town that we do, State College, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and she's she's actually a student at the university that I went to, uh, yeah. Penn State. In fact, everyone everyone in the band went to Penn State. Yeah, uh, and uh, she uh, we ran into her by accident um, at a. Uh, a trip for bartenders. We're friends with a lot of bartenders because of what we do. Yeah. And uh, we were on a bus, on a bus where the plan was to day drink on the way to was it Pittsburgh or Philly. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. To day drink on the way to Pittsburgh. Mm. And uh, this this young girl um, was so entertaining and and so in, infectiously fun to be around that we wanted to hang out with her more. Yeah. And uh, and. She was a singer in a band, and we were not the kind of people who would ever want to uh, break up a, a band. But she, uh, I think, was in, recently uh, had broken up with uh, someone in the band, mm. and Jeez. wasn't really happy about uh, you know what was going on. Yeah, and she wanted to try something new. So yeah, she she came on board, and she's really really perfect for what we're doing. Very nice, very nice. Well, on the on the other side of that. Uh, we got Peter O, uh, DJ Strobe City, uh, had some visa issues. 
and he and he had to <laughs> he had yeah. to yeah. move back to Switzerland. So what's what's the outlook for him in uh, My Hero Zero? Hmm. Well, it really it really depends on logistics. He uh, super interested in coming back, and of course, we would love to have that. Yeah. Um. I think that he's kind of at a point where it's going to be really difficult for him to get back soon, mm-hmm. and he's seriously considering starting his own his own business in Switzerland. Mm. So it's has to be. But right now, he's working on his personal brand and uh, working on becoming the artist that he wants to become in Switzerland. So whether he stays there or comes back home with us, he's he is more fully becoming DJ Strobe City than ever before. Nice. So nice. true. Well, so so you mentioned it earlier, and, uh, you know, I, I've seen it uh, sort of a, a theme of, of uh, your your type of music. You've, you've always said, and you said this in an article, how can I make this crowd just a little less judgmental of themselves in this moment? Uh, that was yeah. the, the goal back uh, when you were predominantly a cover band, uh, with, with the release of launch and the creation of original songs, are, are you still trying to do that? Is that one of the themes of your original music is sort of make people a little bit more present in that moment and a little less thought filled of what's going on around them and how they look in that? Hmm. Absolutely. That's, in fact, I think that, um, Seeing how much we were able to connect to people mm-hmm. uh, in the cover band sense, and then noticing that, uh, so, so like I said, I've been doing this for 10 years uh, with My Hero Zero, and in the venues where we play, our fans, people who have followed us for, for a decade, uh, they're starting to have families, you know, so they've got two, sometimes three kids, yeah, or, you know, they're getting to points in their lives that they don't want to be in a bar with a bunch of people who are binge drinking or <laughs> drinking a lot yeah you know and and i really i wanted to be able to provide that op- that opportunity to step outside of yourself and your own experience to those fans for their entire lives not just for not just for a short period of time where they decided drinking a lot of alcohol was fun <laughs> so so uh, making it's almost like it switched from I want to make original music for myself because I want to like you know become uh, more successful to I want to make original music for my fans so that I can give them something to go with for the rest of their life, not just this one this one period. That's right. Uh, so absolutely, that's one hundred percent. That is the goal. Help people, help people get out of their own heads. Help them, help them see something new or feel something new in a moment. And my goal would be they get to do that with their wife and their children not just that one weekend uh where their buddies went out you know yeah yeah well well along with that uh you yourself uh had a a bit of a hard time loosening up on on stage especially when you first started going with the band without your guitar in front of you and i saw that you yeah you took a hip-hop class hip-hop dance class (laughs) You you, you got to yeah. tell me how the hip hop dance class went. Um, was so, that was that? I mean, I feel like I would feel very out of place in that, and it would one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. So those class the classes were at eight a.m. So oh. not only not oh man was yeah, and so I was getting home from shows at you know five six in the morning, 
and then <clears throat> getting up two hours later to go to go uh, hip hop dance class, <laughs> like do hip hop dance classes, and like it's it, if I'm being honest, man, it was it was one of the most nerve wracking things I've ever done in my life. Like, uh, you know, I can stand on stage and sing for thousands of people, but you asked me to dance in front of twelve, yeah, and like the ner- the nerves that I felt during that class are probably on par with the biggest shows I've ever played in my life. Yes! But it but it it gave you it gave you a little bit more of that ability to I guess b- believe in yourself when you were Yeah. You know. I'm not I wouldn't go so far as to say that I learned any new skills. But <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like I'm a good dancer. I just I just learned that what what people really want is they they want to see someone who is comfortable in themselves yeah. and is confident in what they're doing. And and I can I can do any crazy dance move or really silly looking dance move and as long as I I'm I'm happy to be doing it, people can feel that. And and it gives them uh it gives them what exactly what we were talking about. Uh the ability to, you know, be less judgmental about what I'm doing because they say, Okay, he looks he might look stupid to me right now, but he looks so happy to be doing that that obviously it's not stupid. So it gives them permission to do whatever they want to do in the yeah, moment. That's right. Authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah, with that authenticity, you give people permission to be more authentically themselves. Yeah, I got it, man. I got well. So you you mentioned before, uh, you guys are sort of the the band of Penn State, really. That's I mean, fact. you guys yeah. are very tied to Penn State, and I I was actually, uh, you know, when I was researching for this interview. I'd go on Google and I'd put my hero zero in, and Google would finish it with Penn State. I would. Put him <laughs> and oh, okay. I'll go in. You guys even wow. ha- have an intern program with with Penn State yeah. for your band. How did Say that what? happen? Well, um, I am a lucky, lucky artist in that I I met I met a girl who decided she wanted to marry me, <laughs> uh, and. <laughs> And she saw me kind of drowning in the business side of, of the artistry. Yeah. Because uh, I, I hit a point where, you know, smiling and seeing songs wasn't enough. If I wanted to provide more of an experience for my fans, I had to organize a lot of information and become more of a leader and th- those sort of things. So I was really working on a lot of personal development in those areas. And she could see that the music was... Uh, getting forgotten she could see that i wasn't happy the way i used to be yeah. she started helping me sweet she started answering my emails she started picking up my phone and writing back to, you know text messages if i had 100 unanswered text messages she would pick up my phone and eight hours later uh she'd be like okay here i have these things you need to know this stuff and so we did that for about a year and then uh it, it started it got to the point where it was ridiculous so we uh <laughs> sat the band down and we explained to them that she'd been handling the back end of things. Yeah. And we uh, essentially created a position within within the band for management. And so she's been managing us full time for about a year and a half now. Yeah. And um, yeah, and a year into her management, she, she came to me and she said, hey, I really think that, that we should have a, an intern program. And she marched right up onto campus and she started knocking on doors. And uh, yeah, so for the first year, we had five interns for the first program, and uh, actually, we're moving into uh, an apartment that has an attached office mm-hmm. uh, with a separate end, specifically because we want to grow the internship program this year to ten. Nice. And the goal would be next year, next year to have fifteen 
like full-time interns. Man, uh, jeez, who are who are running running the back end for us? I was about to say a whole army to run the run the business side. That's pretty great. Well, <laughs> I, and it's good for them too. They get cre- they get credits right through Penn State. Exactly, exactly. Uh, now this is a little bit off track, but my listeners are well well aware. I'm I'm a fan of asking food questions. It's one of my favorite things to Perfect. do. When I when, when I'm traveling around the country, I always like to have. Uh, a food spot in mind that I'm going to try. Yes! And so since you're, you know, practically the ambassador of State College there, if I'm taking a trip up to Penn State, where's the restaurant around Penn State that I need to eat, hmm. that I need to go to if I'm coming up to Penn State? That you need to eat so you can go back and tell everybody you ate there? Yeah. Yeah, well, or, or that I'm just going to be so satisfied with such a great meal that I was like, man, I wasn't expecting that. That was fantastic. Where where do I need to go? All right, you're going to want to take yourself straight onto campus, mm-hmm. go right up to the Penn State Creamery. Okay. Eat all of the ice cream that they have. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. And, and and that's it. All right. And then you can... <laughs> Penn State Creamery. Uh, so, um the, the Penn State Creamery, honestly, is, uh, without joking, probably uh, the number one place you would want to go. Awesome. And uh, for, for dessert, but for food, totally champ. It's, uh, you know, we're lucky enough to play there every Friday. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, we play bars all over the East Coast. And um, most of the time, if you have a really good bar, mm-hmm. they don't have really good food, too. But, yeah, Champs, uh, Champs on North Atherton has been a staple for decades uh, and the one on South Atherton has the same, uh, South Allen has the same, uh, same food. So I'd say Champs. Very nice. Okay. Champs, Penn State Creamery. I got it. Any, any particular, uh, flavor I need to look for at the Penn State Creamery? Hmm. <laughs> Bittersweet mint. Oh. Hmm. That's. That's the, it's the one. Okay. It's the one for I'm not going to question it. Bittersweet mint. I've got it. I've got it. So uh, we've talked about going back and forth between uh, original music and covers. Uh, And I got to ask, before you, you know, you released launch, you guys were obviously doing predominantly covers. That's a fact. Uh, And doing that many covers, and I've been in cover bands before, you get tired of doing those same songs, especially since they're not yours. Um, Yeah. But... Is there any is there any cover that's really a favorite of yours that you just never get tired of doing that even though you know it's a cover and you've played it a thousand times you're still like yeah that's a good that's a good jam right there hmm. absolutely a uh, thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton oh what man, all right that was a, a, nice nice I did not see Vanessa Carlton coming that's good nice uh, well, that, that's my whole goal then, to, to make sure that the answers you get aren't expected. <laughs> but, uh, no, but really, I, I love playing that song. I also really love playing I'm Yours by uh, Jason Mraz. Ah, um, yes. I love that jam. That is an awesome song. And, uh, you know, weirdly, most songs that I've played, let's, let's go go so far as to say, you know, a thousand times. Yeah. Um, I I end up being really uninterested in. Yeah. But uh, Mr. Brightside. Oh. For whatever reason... Whatever reason, Mr. Brightside, I really love playing that song. Yeah, that I well, it's a it's a good song. It's definitely a good song. Uh, <laughs> go go into original music though. Uh, on Instagram, I will say real quick. Uh, you know, back in March, you had a month of uh, 
month of minute original music. Yes! And yeah. I would say on that, you know, I love I love the EP launch, but I, I would say you guys work, work on an original Don't Quit Your Day Job. Yes! That that one minute, I love that. That was a great song. Uh, that was a fantastic. <laughs> you could build that up. That was a fantastic song. I think a lot of people could relate to that jam right there. So true. That was. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was a good one. Um, what was that song called? I quit my day job. I'm pretty sure that was the name of that song. Yeah, I wrote that song so long ago, uh, and it's funny because when I wrote it, it was true. It was I was uh, just out of college. Actually, no, I was still in college. And every summer, I would go get jobs, mm-hmm. and and then I'd be up playing shows. Or at the time, it was a lot of open mics, but still, like you know, not getting home until five or six. And so at first it was a lumber mill. I used to stack boards at a lumber mill. <laughs> Jeez. Play, play music until 5 a.m. And then I'd go straight to the lumber mill at 6. Ugh. Work until, work until 3.30 and then I'd come home and sleep. And then I'd go out to the bars again. It was it was wild. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, for, for about five years of my life, every day job I ever had, music, it, it eventually conflicted with my passion for music. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and then, and then somewhere along the line, I stopped getting jobs. Nice. I like it, man. I, I say put it on the next album. Maybe it's J.O. Put it on. Um, I, yeah, J.O. I'm totally into it. There it is. Uh, so March 23rd, that's when it all went down. That's when the album release happened. That was the State Theater show. Yes! Uh, how, how did the State Theater release show uh, go? How was that? Hmm. Hands down, by a margin, the absolute best show of my career. Very nice. Uh, I loved I loved exactly what it was. It was, we, we were fortunate enough to have 400 people buy tickets to our first original show, which is, yes! which is pretty, pretty, I think, unheard of as I was researching, you know, young starting original bands. Yeah. Like getting, getting more than a hundred to 200 people at a show is pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we marketed the out of it and we, we called it, we called people at, at asked favors <laughs> and we did everything we could to get people there and it was it was interesting because uh being in a cover band it's really easy uh you know to start to believe that um you know you're pretty special because you have drunk people tell you all the time <laughs> that you are yeah but uh so true you know it, it was an incredibly humbling experience uh one that i i'm really fortunate to have had uh, because you know uh when we first announced that we were going to do it we had fans uh, fans who had been seeing us for years say, oh, well, you know, why would I go pay $20 to see you at a theater when I could pay five to see you four times the bar? <laughs> and, um, and you're like, yeah, thanks. It, it, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. But, uh, you know, but also on a, on a, you know, true level here, I, it was our responsibility as artists to show our fans w- why they should go pay $20 instead of five. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, but the thing is, um, I don't know. I really, I really was fortunate to to have that experience and to see. For example, it was the first time in my life where there was an eight year old on his on his dad's shoulder. Nice in the first row. Yeah, and, you know, and, that, and <laughs> which I, but you don't normally see at those bars. Yeah, that's true. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I, Oh my goodness! And nothing, nothing against drinking and drunk people. I'm probably going to enjoy that activity for the entire rest of my life. I've made <laughs> most of my best friends 
through through Jimmy's. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there are limitations to what you can accomplish as an artist when that's your environment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, for me, the, the theater show was, uh, it felt like an opportunity to connect on a more real level with our fans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was really wonderful to see, you know, the guys in my band sign CDs and sign t-shirts and take pictures with families uh, and instead of just, a, you know, a couple people here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was really, really special. Thanks for asking about that. Yeah, and yeah. that that theater show that was that was that took six months to plan. Yeah, and executing almost all of our attention the entire time. Yeah, it well, it, it looked like it. It looked like it came off uh, as as a very big success. Um, and going along with that, actually, not too long after it. Uh, I noticed, and you mentioned it already. It's where I've got my, uh, where I'm going to get my meal when I come up to Penn State champs. Uh, you guys had a surprise show uh, where the Jonas Brothers uh, showed up. They actually, yeah. Did they, uh, did they open for you, or did you open for them? How did that show happen? Well, and did you actually know that they were going to be there? Hmm. Well, so, so technically they opened for us. Yeah, but. Uh, I wouldn't. I would really call it that. Nope, uh, nope. They so. open for you. That's it. We're going with that. <laughs> they open for you. Yeah. No. But they. So we knew. We knew that something was happening, and then the morning of, we found out exactly who it was. Nice. Um. Yeah. But uh, no, that was that was wild. Uh. To, I've never seen anything quite like it because uh, you know, bars have twenty-one year olds and above, and the bar that we played at had. 18 year old to 20 year old rings around it like it was hard to get into the bar because of the number of, of uh underage people who wanted to be close to the building where these people were yeah I, i've never seen never seen anything like it. so cool man that, that is that's pretty so so you've 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 launched the launch uh all original stuff yes! um how how's the response been from the fans so far? Hmm. Phenomenal. Uh, they really. So some people have been so excited about it that they're sending in screenshots of of uh, their Spotify playlist. Sweet. They're you know messaging us to say how much this song meant to them or that song meant to them. And I'd say that the most. Uh, the, the least good feedback we've gotten has been people saying things as nice as, oh, oh my God, it's really good. It's not my, it's not my particular thing, but it's really, really good. Yeah. And like, we, we knew that as a cover band, we weren't going to get, we weren't going to be able to make everyone happen because a huge part of how we're successful as a cover uh, group is we play every genre. Yeah. And we play every kind of song and we typically tend to, you know, cut cut them short and yeah. like, they're phenomenally successful lives so yeah uh, totally different way of thinking about music and we, we weren't expecting to have everyone be on board so I've actually been I've been surprised with the percentage of people who have been excited and honestly humbled and overwhelmed by that so I has has the success spurred the idea not just for uh, you know your 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 solo work, but more stuff coming out from My Hero Zero soon. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. So we're so we're at <laughs> the success of it has spurred quite a few ideas. 
Nice. We're we're already we're already working on the My Hero Zero, the second My Hero Zero album. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of so it's been interesting because My Hero Zero did the launch. Like yeah. it felt it felt pretentious to pick a name like the launch. You know, like we were starting something big. But I love that we did because once we came out with that, uh, producers and artists who only saw us as a cover band before, they're now reaching out and, and treating us differently than they did before. So uh, oh, nice. part of the so Angel and I uh, have been out on the road for, for 25 days now, I think. Yeah. Jeez. And um, part of our trip here was we, we uh, went down to Atlanta and we worked with a team of producers and songwriters. Uh, to work on Jo's first single, so very nice. We're we're planning on coming out with singles for Jo. The the girl Claudia that we just uh, brought on, yeah, she's going to have uh, her own solo material under the artist name Via. Nice. Uh, and we're actually, I mean, it is a bold new world. And my wife and manager Angel mm-hmm. is also a singer and has just an enormously huge personality despite being four foot eight. That's a fact. So you're the you're the first person to hear this, uh, besides a friend and family, but we're going to release uh, music under her name as well. Oh wow. Uh, the, the artist name Mini. So she's gonna be M I N I M I N I and we're gonna come out with uh, original music geared toward the teenagers and Man. people who wanna see funny, funny, fun songs. Uh, so we're, we're like, we're super inspired by you, the launch and by the response from it. You are going to need the 15 interns, man. That's going <laughs> to... No, actually, we're seriously going to need them. We're going to, like, those 15 interns are going to pack with the number of things we want them to do. Yeah, well... So true. Well, Jason, we're up against a break, man, but I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Ben, I want to thank you for having me on. I think it's really phenomenal that you're doing what you're doing. And artists like me really, really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Yes, yes, indeed. Listeners, if you get a chance, check out the launch. You can check it out. Spotify, you can check it out on Apple Music. If you're in the Northeast... Uh, make sure you check out their upcoming shows. You can see where they're headed at MyHeroZeroLive.com. Right now, let's hear Give It To Me off the launch by My Hero Zero right here on the Doc G Show. I've got this fire Yeah, it burns inside of me and I can't stay in control Yeah, I know what I want So give it to me Give it to me every day If I want to make sure that it's on the way If I have to ask what's the story then they Give it to me Give it to me Cause I'll never back down I back down If I want it I feel like I could fly high above you Oh, I know And that sometimes I lose my way But it doesn't matter Cause I'll never back down
Here on the Doc G Show, our thanks again to Jason O for coming on the show. Yeah, huge shout out. Lead singer of My Hero Zero, guys. You just heard their song, Give It To Me There. And uh, you just heard me talking to Jason O. Penn State Creamery, Dave. Hmm. Penn State Creamery. We, we're making a trip, man. We're doing it. I are, need me some of that tin roof Sunday. Are you good with the uh, recommended flavor, bittersweet mint? I mean, I'm not a mint guy, so I'll let you order it and I'll try a bite of yours. But I mean, I'm going to get a scoop because yes! he told me to go with it. But I mean, it's got bitter in there. Word. I don't, yeah. I don't know I how. Don't, I don't really like the mint. Ice it, cream. So it's gonna it's, it's gonna be one of those like uh, for me desserts. The champion, the uh, last season Golden State Warriors, if you will, are the chocolate desserts. Yes. And mm-hmm. a chocolate dessert has defeated. Yeah, they have to prove me wrong. I'm gonna believe that they're delicious until proven otherwise. Now, mm-hmm. when you're talking about something like a bittersweet mint, it's gonna have to prove to me that it is worthy, you know? I'm going to believe that it's disgusting until I taste it. But Jason O's telling me it's delicious. Now, on review of the flavors, I'm going Death by Chocolate or Espresso Fudge Pie. That's a fact. And you said which one you're going with? Tin Roof Sunday. All right, we're making a road trip up to Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. We're hitting them up. Mark it down. We're hitting them up. Uh, Thanks again, Jason O, of course. Anytime he wants to come on the show, he is welcome, obviously. So true. Of course. Dave, you got to do it, man. Last birthday I got to get one. Yeah. I haven't gotten skunked in a long time, so. I'm not even sure if you ever got skunked. Hmm. Not the whole time. It's been so long since I've been skunked, I don't even know if I've been skunked. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. So so you got to get this one. You got to get this one. Yep. Uh, born in Syracuse, New York, July 3rd, 1962. Our birthday suit wear didn't okay. have a great home life. 
He once said of his father, he was the kind of person where if something goes wrong, they kick you. It was a great life lesson, how he'd lull you in, make you feel safe, and then bang! For me, it was like, there's something wrong with this guy. Don't trust him. Be careful around him. That's what he said of his father. Crazy. Jeez. Um, our birthday sewerware became a fan of drama and acting in the fourth grade. When he was 18, our birthday sewerware went to New York to pursue a career in acting. In 1983, he hit a big break playing in the movie The Outsiders. Have you ever seen The Outsiders, Dave? Hmm. Uh, nope. Quintessential 80s movie, man. Make sure you check it out sometime. Uh, followed okay. up by Risky Business. Ever seen Risky Business? Hmm. Uh, nope. Oh, another quintessential 80s movie. That is fantastic, Dave. And lastly... I, mean, I know, like, I know, like, the thing where he, like, slides out in the, uh, in the white shirt and stuff. Right, who's that? It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Boom! There you go! It is Dude, Tom Cruise. how... What a way to end the show, bringing it back full circle. Exactly. I didn't even have to get to the clue that he's getting ready to fight Justin Bieber to the death. Wait, what? Didn't even have to get to that one. Of course, Playing in Top Gun Ooh. was his biggest movie of the 80s. And then, of course, Mission Impossible, all kinds of other movies. The, 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 the ultra uber famous Tom Cruise. So true. Turning yeah, the, the big 5-7. The big 5-7 wow. for T. 5-7, you know, and he could still kick Justin Bieber. He's he's crazy fit, man. You see those yep. you see those stunt uh those stunt and and I left that out in the uh, first part when we were talking about uh what was said between the two in that TMZ mm -hmm. interview Justin Bieber was like mm -hmm. ah man he'd probably beat me up dude he'd probably beat me up he's got that old man strength and I was like yeah yeah he does Biebs he's got that Damn old right. man strength he is he is Tom Cruise and guess what his 56 is your 26 yes! that's right and now his 57 is your 27. Eat it. Yes. Tom Cruise. All day. Amen. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I got a little fired up for TC. A little fired up for TC. We're um, team TC. That's right. Dave, it's time to tell you about the amazing shows that we have. And we got some. Please I got do. I've got some big juggles coming. Word. I've got some big juggles for some lunkers. Word. These are all terms that uh -oh. we use in the biz. Nope. Um, yeah, I don't know what that means, but... Just shoot him at me. First of all, I'm very excited. We've got Katie Cole, who plays with Smashing Pumpkins. Big individual artist herself. She came out with her debut album. She's going to be coming on the show. Originally from Australia. Sweet. I bet her accent's going to be so cool. I haven't heard her talk in an interview, but I bet I'm you... She, I'm excited. She's going to sound dope. I, I bet it. And then I'm going to feel stupid when I hear myself talking. I'm like, oh God, yeah. so dumb. You're going to try and do a bad Australian accent, I bet. Nope. It's basically going to be like when I interviewed Chris Turpin from uh, Ida May, and he had his awesome English accent, and I I was just sounding dumb. So true. Dumb. Yep. Dumb. Ben. I have to. I have to really. Dumb American. Have to take voice lessons before that. Anyways, we've also got none other Super Bowl champion, LSU alumni, and ESPN analyst Ryan Clark coming on the show. I can't wait. 
very exciting. I love what he does. I'm for a treat. I love when he comes on Get Up in the Morning on ESPN. He's fantastic. I can't wait to talk to him. Such a great guy. Um, we've got other great shows coming up, man. I'm working on some other big, as I call them, lunkers. I got some big lunkers in the works, but I, I don't want to jinx it just yet. So we're gonna keep them on the on the on the down low. But they're coming, there Dave. Trust keep, me. Keep, Trust me. Keep them in your back pocket. Exactly. Exactly. But until next time, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles, Berlin. Guys, have a great 4th of July. Enjoy your burgers and hot dogs. And, you know, root for our boy tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, Guys, until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.